You're listening to The Story Connective. In this episode, our theme is stories that change us. You'll hear three true stories from Wailuku Maui, Hawaii. Going up the coast were all these incredible valleys, just sheer cliffs and beautiful colors and the beautiful blue ocean. And uh, we went around a corner and there was this white sand beach with this huge cave and a waterfall. Welcome to The Story Connective. I'm Rebecca Rhapsody. And I'm Loxley Clovis. The Story Connective shares inspiring stories of possibility, resilience, and cooperation. One of our biggest inspirations for this podcast is the importance of local stories. There's something really special about stories that come from our own geography, from the people with whom we share a culture of place. How amazing would it be if every town and city had a practice of gathering to share stories? Well, for this episode, we held a talk story exchange in Wailuku, Maui, our current locale, and you are about to hear some of the stories that were told that night. I grew up doing theater. Big surprise, right? And in school, I performed a lot of great classic stories, such as Grease, West Side Story, The Wizard of Oz. But what I've come to really cherish as a theater practitioner is how important and revitalizing it is to perform and tell the stories of the community, particularly where that theater is located. Because it's the stories of the everyday people and the geography that make a community unique. And a community that tells stories together knows itself better. It knows what it cares about and can stay cohesive in times of change. Although today we can easily turn on the TV or the internet and watch pretty much any genre of story via a myriad of streaming services, usually these stories celebrate somebody else's life, somebody else's community stories, and they require lots of money and planning to produce. It's a really neat thing that in any town, anywhere, we can gather and tell our story. Without a lot of funding or even much planning needed, we can gather and strengthen our connections and resilience by doing so. This sort of storytelling is fascinating to me, and I love creating these types of gatherings. Rhapsody here is a facilitator of the StoryBridge method, and we use this method in partnership with the Maui Academy of Performing Arts for our talk story exchange in Wailuku. StoryBridge is a community storytelling and community performance method that has been used for decades all over the world to strengthen dozens of communities. The method is used to guide a group of people to tell stories from their own individual lives and to deeply listen to other participants' stories. The participants then select certain stories to be retold to the wider community. Usually, the experience culminates in a theatrical performance with music, props, and lights for an audience made up of community members. But for our first story bridge on Maui, we focused on telling the stories without doing a full performance. The Talk Story Exchange was a two-hour-long gathering. Sixteen participants told a story based on the prompt, Talk about a time when something radically changed in your home, yourself, or your community. The stories were first told in pairs, then in groups of four, and ultimately the participants selected some of these stories to be shared with the greater Wailuku community and the world via this podcast. The Story Connective is excited to be the first ever in expanding the Story Bridge experience to the podcast world. You are now our audience, and you are about to hear some of the stories from our Talk Story Exchange gathering. All of them are true. Some of the stories are told by the person who actually lived the story, 
And sometimes a story is told by a participant who is telling the story on another participant's behalf who wishes to remain anonymous. Each of these stories casts a light of awareness and empathy into the community, illuminating a facet of the community and of our shared human experience for everyone to see. So let's hear the first story. When I was 11 years old, my parents had gone out and they had left me home alone. I, looking back on that time in my life, I always felt kind of a disconnect with my parents. And when they were gone, we had this big desk in the house, and I always saw them there putting papers in. There were all these little compartments. And I went snooping in the desk. And there were two pieces of wood that were built into the desk, but when I wiggled on them, they pulled out. It was like a little secret compartment. And inside was an envelope. And I steamed the envelope open, and I took the papers out, and they were adoption papers. And I read them, and I sealed them, and I put them back in that little place. And I never told anyone until I was 21. And I, my mother was saying something about, oh, when I had you, and I said, Mom, Mom, stop. I, I know, I know that I was adopted. I saw the papers in the, you know, in that little cabinet when I was 11. And she didn't tell me much about like my mother or anything, but she did say that uh, she worked with the lady whose, my mother was her sister. She was 14 and she lived in Kentucky or Tennessee and that they brought her up to Michigan and she was gonna have the baby there. And something happened. I don't know if um, she was going to have me in the hospital or if she was going to have me at home, but one, mo one morning my mom said that she got a call, a call and uh, said, if you want the baby, it's at the Howard Street Mission, which was like the Salvation Army downtown. And they went there, and I was left in a suitcase, and I was nine hours old. And that's my story. <laughs> Such a touching story. I had so many feelings while listening to it. The person who lived this story later added that the woman who picked her up in that suitcase from the Howard Street Mission when she was nine months old and her loving husband gave her years of dance lessons and taught her how to sew. And today she's been teaching dance and making costumes and doing what she loves for her whole adult life. I've done the story bridge process a few times now and I'm always amazed at how these incredible stories are all around us. I hardly knew any of the people in the room, and with only a prompt and some basic storytelling exercises, these incredible stories just emerge. Here's a bit more about how the story bridge experience goes. The gathering always begins with everyone sitting around in a circle, because in a circle everyone has a front row seat and it creates a physicality of equality and equity. We get acquainted with one another and create some guidelines around respect and confidentiality. Later, people get into pairs and everyone is given the same story prompt. One person in the pair has about three minutes to answer the story prompt with a story from their own life experience, while the other person deeply listens to the story, not interrupting the teller. After that, 
the listener tells the story back to the teller in the first person as if that story had actually happened to them. Then it's the other person's turn to tell their story. The person who is the original teller now becomes the deep listener, while the other shares a story from their own life. The deep listening and the first person reflection process is once again repeated. And now each person in the pair has told a personal story and had their story deeply listened to and reflected back to them in the first person. Together, the pair then chooses one story to be retold to a larger group at the next stage of the story bridge process. In the next stage, the pair will get together with another pair to form a group of four. In this group of four, the one story which was selected from each pair will be retold to the group of four. If a story has been selected to be told anonymously, then the teller will not let the other pair know from which person the story originated. In other words, the story can be retold by either person from the original pair, with or without acknowledgement to the new pair of whose story it was originally. The feedback that we get from participants is striking. They say this process is an extremely moving experience and allows everyone involved to share, be heard, and feel heard. The process also helps people understand how to really listen to one another and how important listening is in collaborating and creating community with each other. What results is that at the end of just two hours, we've created a strong foundation of connection and respect. Many participants say they love hearing the stories and they love the feeling of shared connection that develops as a result. The next story is a more challenging one and very important to be shared and heard. So I am the mother of a beautiful daughter. She's an only child and she's the light of my life. And my daughter went through entire high school career and life without ever falling in love or she never ever really dated anyone. But when she got out of high school, she met someone who was tall, dark and handsome and charming. A really uh, seemingly kind, charming man. And we met him and we we liked him well enough, and she brought him home, and um, it seemed like things were going well. But one or two times, actually maybe a few more than that, she came home after being with him and she'd have bruises on her. And we would ask her about them, and she would dismiss the bruises, saying that uh, it was part of her genetic blood condition that she bruised easily and not to make anything of it. And the whole family noticed it and we were all concerned. And everyone kept asking her and she kept dismissing it. Well, one night after we noticed these bruises a few months later, we got a call while we were um, out of the house from the police and they told us that we should go home that something was happening in our house and that we needed to be there. So we came home to find our daughter with a cut lip and a black eye and a lot more bruises. And this time she could not dismiss any of her injuries. And we all acknowledged that 
basically she was involved with someone who was an abuser. And it's been a really distressful thing for my husband and I. We, uh, it's our only child. We love her so much and we want to trust that she's having a great life. But as it turns out, um, even though we have a TRO at our house, she still continues to see him and continues to be involved with him. And he is, I would say, 95% of the time a kind and gentle man. But there's a 5% time when he is not that at all. And he turns into someone who is abusive and physically abusive and emotionally abusive to our daughter. And so the, the hard thing, again, is just releasing her to her own life and still feeling protective of her. And uh, the situation goes on. It hasn't resolved itself. And the pain for her dad and me is, continues to be a big part of our lives. And so there's no resolution yet to this story. I spoke to the person whose story this was at the gathering, who will remain anonymous, and I was really grateful for their insights. They talked about how domestic violence is an all-too-common experience, but it isn't common for people to talk about it. There's rarely a space to share these heavy stories, or there can even be a stigma around sharing these stories. StoryBridge allows these stories to come forth, first in Paris, and then, at the owner of the story's discretion, the story may be told to the whole group. By sharing the story with the community, the community is able to help bear the weight of the story with the collective strength of their heightened feelings of compassion and empathy. The owner of this particular story felt brave enough to have this story shared with the world because they understand that part of changing the cycle of domestic violence is to come out and tell the stories. Stories have the power to make us all more aware and compassionate about the difficult things that happen to the people around us. The story we just heard is an ongoing story that hasn't been resolved. And that's a true situation for many people. We are going to take a moment of silence and recognition and awareness of those and situations of domestic abuse. The final story we will be sharing with you today is a coming-of-age story. I grew up in Hawaii, and uh, my father was an avid waterman, is well-known waterman in Hawaii. And uh, he was a great outdoorsman, and he... Uh, the big thing, a big event was being old enough, my brothers and myself, being old enough to be able to go on one of his trips, like hunting trips. And um, at seven years old, I became old enough, I guess. And the idea was that how you'd qualify is that you'd be old enough to be able to take care of yourself and that kind of a thing, because he liked doing what he did and uh, didn't want to be uh, anything get in the way of that. So. It involved going to uh, a hiking, camping trip in Kalalau Valley, which is on the north side of, of Kauai. 
So it was really an interesting trip. It, it involved all these different segments of travel. It was like you get in a car, you go to the airport, you get in the airport, you get in a plane, you fly over to Kauai, you get into another car. And in this case, it was driving all the way till where the road stopped. And uh, that was one side of the Nepali coast, which is a whole stretch of, of these incredible valleys. So we, we uh, met a Hawaiian family uh, that my father had made arrangements with, and they had this big boat. And the morning came, and it was just a tinge of light on the horizon. And everybody got into the boat, and they started to go up the coastline. And it became lighter and lighter, and this incredible world just manifested itself. It was on, on the left side, it was uh, the island of Ni'ihau, which is a you know, a Hawaiian island, and then there were these other little Lehua Island, and, and then on the coastline going up the coast were all these incredible valleys, just sheer cliffs and all beautiful colors and the beautiful blue ocean. And uh, we went around a corner and there was this white sand beach with this huge cave and a waterfall, and that was Kalalau Valley. And uh, so we got off the boat and everybody put together their gear, and the idea of the destination was up in the back of Kalalau Valley, which had the, uh, this cabin next to this amazing pool. So it was just magical for me, but I, it was also bittersweet because it turned out to be a place where I thought there was gonna be bonding with my father, and actually my father was very self-absorbed and he just was there for himself. So um, it was a little sad um, with this magical, Area. We were there for two weeks, and there wasn't another person along, this was many, many years ago, along the whole entire coastline. Didn't see anybody for weeks. It's pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the story. I find this story to be soulful, and I love the imagery. It really transports me to another time and place. We thank all the participants of our first talk story exchange on Maui. There's something special in the creation of a shared experience. 16 stories were told that night. All of them were about moments of change. Each participant was a member of the Wailuku community, a community that's going through a lot of change right now. All of the participants listened and shared with one another with respect and openness. Many people said that they loved hearing the stories and that they loved the feeling of a shared connection that developed. One participant commented that their favorite thing about the experience was the sharing of human spirit. We plan on doing more talk story exchanges on Maui soon. Telling stories in community helps the community identify what we value most and unites us around the changes we wish to see. Our colleague and good friend, Dr. Ching Hong Wei has done her PhD research on the effects of the StoryBridge method and has discovered that there are many proven effects of StoryBridge on the participants in the community at large. These effects include increased awareness, empathy, empowerment, and a deep sense of feeling heard and honored. Places that have engaged in StoryBridge for consecutive years show higher levels of conflict resolution ability, self-confidence, and community engagement. If you would like to bring StoryBridge to your organization or community, please get in touch with us. There are many StoryBridge resources available. The workshop can be longer or shorter, depending on your needs. It could be a two-hour story exchange, a play-in-a-day StoryBridge, or even a six-week version 
where we gather stories from your community or organization and create a fully written, scripted, and rehearsed performance. StoryBridge may be happening in a community near you. Learn more at www.storybridge.space. What's a time in your life when something radically changed? How did you respond? Please write your story or record it and send it to us. We'd love to hear your story. Email rhapsody at storyconnective.org. Story Connective is supported by listeners like you. If you support Story Connective's 501c3 mission and vision of bringing inspiring stories of resilience and possibilities to the world, please make a donation. We run on donations and we really appreciate your support. You can make a one-time donation at rally.org slash storyconnective or become a patron meaning you give us a donation each time we create a piece of content. Learn more at patreon.com slash storyconnective or by using the Be a Patron button on the Podbean podcast app. Special thanks to the Maui Academy of Performing Arts and Malamalama Maui for hosting and sponsoring this Talk Story Exchange gathering in Wailuku. Story performances by Kathleen Schultz, Sally Sefton, and Warren Haynes. Special thanks as well to Richard Gear, the founder of the StoryBridge method, Ching Hong Wei, StoryBridge's executive director, and the StoryBridge team for all of your community and support. Audio recording by Loxy Clovis at storyconnective.org. Audio production by Loxy Clovis. The intro song is Which That Is This by Dr. Turtle, released under the Creative Commons Attribution License. The outro song is by Rebecca Rhapsody. We are grateful to our nonprofit fiscal sponsor, ELSA, at ELLSSA.org. The purpose of this audio is for nonprofit education, news, and commentary. This podcast is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you for listening to the Story Connective. <laughs>